What's up, Comic Book Nation? Welcome to San Diego Comic-Con. Day two is in the books. I'm BD. I'm here to host a little recap of the day. We had some big news. Uh, we have some friends with us today. We have uh, Keisha Hatchett from TV Guide. Thank you for coming along. And uh, Chris Hayner from GameSpot. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming out. And you guys know, if you're following comicbook.com, I hope you know. Hot Hands Viscardi. Jim Viscardi's in the back there. And Matthew Aguilar rounding out the bunch here. I don't uh, get a fancy nickname or anything. No, I was just happy I said Aguilar, not Mueller, <laughs> like like Brittany does. But uh, <laughs> but so if you're watching right now, we have some really fun stuff that we can show you. If you're listening to the Comic Book Nation podcast, uh, then we are going to you can you know you can hear our voices and imagine our beautiful faces and uh, the faces of some of the celebrities you're going to hear from on today's show. Uh, and we have some we have some big topics, so I figure we should just jump right in. First of all, uh, I, the the Walking Dead had their panel today, season ten. Uh, everybody knows I've been with The Walking Dead since day one. Uh, I'm riding that thing all the way to the ground, and it, it, they are too. Yes, they are. But, <laughs> but uh, they, we got the season 10 trailer, and I thought, you know, you say what you want. Deny Greer's leaving, Andrew Lincoln has left, Lauren Cohen has left, Chandler Riggs has left. Yeah, they're bleeding stars, but they have still released a trailer that, for me, shattered expectations. I thought, I love the trailer. I thought it was really good. Uh, I like. I mean, I liked it. I think it's fine. I st I'm not clear on what this season as a whole is going to be. I saw Michonne making out with Ezekiel. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> because I don't know if she knows this, but, like, Rick is still alive. <laughs> so it's going to be an awkward conversation once he leaves the movie theater and comes back to television. Yeah, I I, in Hall H, I was sitting there, and when that Michonne and Ezekiel moment came up, you I just kind of heard everything. It kind of sucked the air out of the room. Everyone was so <laughs> confused by it. Because everyone, I mean, loves the Rick and Michonne relationship, but, I mean, it's been, what, six years? Something like that. She's got, I mean, you can't blame her, you know, it's... Uh, Carol yeah. can. She's like she the woman <laughs> whose husband may have died in the war, and she's not a widow anymore. She can't, you know... Michonne's got needs, guys. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can't blame her. No. And also, she's not the writer. But, uh, but yeah, I, it's... But Ezekiel? Well, that, I mean, the weird thing about that, the thing that makes it so weird to me feeling like a weird reaction to it is that that's how it goes in the comics Michonne yeah. and Ezekiel obviously at this point in the comics Ezekiel is dead and Michonne is you know that whole storyline seemed to have gone away so then it brings up the question of with Michonne leaving whether she goes on to meet up with Rick and do a movie yeah. or die or something does this also mean that we might see Ezekiel die like he did to kind of propel her towards the story she went on after they had their relationship in the books. I don't know. Mm. So you're saying Michonne's going to just kill Ezekiel. <laughs> That's what I'm taking away from <laughs> Oh, man. I think... No. No, no, no. I I'll watch not. the season if that's what happens. <laughs> I can't imagine they kill Michonne. Like they, you have, they've talked about doing all these movies. Yeah, they no, said no, it's a trilogy no, yeah. of movies about Rick. I think that trilogy of movies could take end up taking different forms. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Andrew Lincoln just recently signed on for one of the movies. So that's the thing. I think we're putting the cart before the horse when we're saying it's going like they think it's going to be a trilogy. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So like, Andy signed for one movie. They're finally mm -hmm. moving forward. We found out today Universal Studios is making it and it's only going to be available in theaters. I feel like three years ago, this would have been the biggest news out of San Diego Comic-Con. Absolutely. We would all be talking about this for the next, the, whole, the rest of the weekend. We'd be talking about what we want to see in the movie, what characters we want to see in the movie, what comics this could, like, we'd be having all sorts of theories. And now it's just like, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, like, it's, I guess it's fine. But, like, 
I don't know. I, I like you say, the world has cooled on The Walking Dead a lot. Yeah, right. they could, but you know, and again, it, it's still super far out. They could release a trailer and get us all excited about it again, or I, not. That's the only thing I'm actually excited about is that movie. That's how I. F- I mean, but today's trailer. I could care less 10, about the show. I feel like the season ten trailer could have been its own show. That would have been exciting. Yeah. And if it was its own show, more people would have been like, "Oh, this looks good." But people are so down on The Walking Dead right now because it's lasted so long and it's made some missteps along the way. But the uh, only reason but, I watched was Rick. Rick yeah. Rick's the, was the heart of that show for me. So with Rick gone, I, I just the strange thing is though, it got better by comparison to season seven and eight when he left. I know. Like I've heard weird. that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's an interesting. But that's in large part due to Samantha Morton and the Whisperers and giving Denai Guerrero some time to shine. Yeah. And, I mean, she gave a really heartfelt goodbye, too. She got emotional. It, was it, were you guys in Hall H? I didn't make it in there today, but I saw the uh, the Walking Dead, they threw they threw the video on Twitter of uh, everybody giving her the standing ovation. I was like, that. those are, like, even, even if I don't love the show like I once did, like, I was like you. I was on the bandwagon since the jump, and it's just kind of cooled off. But, like, the fan sentiment for those those favorite characters is so good and pure mm-hmm. they're like even a cynic like me like oh <laughs> <laughs> well, from a show what I kind of caught, took from that was obviously she's a Marvel star now and she's doing her own thing she's doing plays she's, mm-hmm. she's so talented and as the show is kind of starting to bleed viewers you can't blame her for wanting to go do the MCU no. but I and I think that was probably an easy an easier decision than you might think then she might even want to say it was at this point. And you can't blame her. Oh, it was a very yeah. easy decision. But she was I, a Black Panther, dog. At the same time, <laughs> in watching her on stage, I don't think it hit her that she was leaving until she started talking to the fans and saying she was leaving because she really did. Like she, When she said, this is my final season as Michonne, it seemed like it hit her for the first time. So a lot of respect for her. I mean, this is the show that built her in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. So, but what, what, is the, what, the, what does the show or the movies have to do for you to care at this point? Can we bring Glenn back? <laughs> Somehow? No. No. Can we bring Shane back? <laughs> I love Shane. Oh, all right. I want more of the guy with the spiky arm. Oh, we oh, saw Aaron? him in the trailer today. Aaron, Aaron yeah, he's basically comic book Rick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's um, got like a, a spiky metal ball for a hand now. If the show is just him just decimating zombies <laughs> with that arm, I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, we had we the cast come by right here on this couch today. Uh, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan, Nadi Hilker, uh, Eleanor Matsura, and Cooper Andrews, who was in Shazam. He's an awesome dude. But uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan was on Conan the other night, and him and Norman Reedus met Tom Cruise. And apparently celebrities get excited to meet celebrities. So I want to roll a clip really quickly of, uh, of Jeffrey telling us about that exchange with Tom Cruise. Check this out. And so, Jeff, I mean, you had a pretty cool experience. You went on Conan, you and Norman, yeah, Daryl, yeah. uh, went on Conan, Conan with Tom Cruise. That's exactly which right. Which is about as cool as it gets. It's just, it doesn't get any cooler. Well, I mean, I grew up watching... You know, risky business and Top Gun, and and you know we've been talking about Top Gun. When I say we, I mean the world has been talking about Top Gun too for since they made the first Top Gun, and as well as uh, Tom has been talking about it. But anyway, he came on and was the guest, and Norman and I just were there being idiots, and and he came on as the guest, and uh, we saw the trailer backstage, and and we looked at each other and we're like, should we stay and see if we can meet him? It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Not gonna not. uh, He came down and we spent a good forty-five minutes talking to him 
Um, and, and we were trying so hard to be cool. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you're like, like you're sort of outside yourself, like looking at yourself, going, "Oh, you're being an idiot right now." But it's, but he was so genuine and cool, and uh, you know, made eye contact the whole time, and we covered a lot of bases, and uh, it was neat. You know, we have, we have moments in this business where we're fanboys, and and that was definitely one of them for me. Was and it everything I, that you thought it would be? And more. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would love to have seen yeah, that yeah. with the two coolest guys on our show being like little boys. I think that's so excited. funny because yeah. people like lose their mind to meet you guys. Right. And meanwhile, there you guys are with someone who's... Yeah, and as it's time to say goodbye, I, I, I was like, and I, we, we hadn't asked for a picture. We were trying to like maintain our dignity. And I was like, hey, man, can, can we do a picture with you? And he, of course, was like, absolutely. And Norman looks over at me and he's like, he whispers in my ear. He's like, oh, my God, thank God you did that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's we, amazing. We oh, that's that great. Was, that was my highlight. I am really excited for everybody to see that whole interview. I will uh, tweet links out as soon as it's up on the site. Uh, and thanks to Walking Dead cast for coming by. We're going to move on. Uh, Veronica Mars. Let's talk about that. We, we the whole show's available. Like the, the whole show's available. <laughs> Hold on. We just got a really big sigh from the end of the couch there, Chris. Uh, so Kristen Bell's birthday present from Hulu, and it seemed almost like it was genuinely a surprise to her, uh -huh. but at the same time, like this had to be staged in some form. Uh, but so the birthday present was they dropped all eight episodes of Veronica Mars, the new season, on Hulu. You've watched all of them, and you had an audible uh, sigh down there. I hope it came with a receipt, man. Holy oh. cow! Oh. It's I love Veronica Mars. I, okay. I, I I did the Kickstarter for the movie that was <laughs> kind of good. I watched all three seasons from the jump. I was so excited when they announced it was coming back. It ain't good, guys. Uh, the, yeah, I, I watched the full season I, coming up on about three weeks ago now, and I did not enjoy it. I gave it a, uh, uh, my review on GameSpot, I gave it a three out of 10. Three out of 10. Oof, uh, ouch. It's, it, what, compare that to something. What is something else you've given a three out of 10? I gave Aladdin like a six. Oof. Like the Aladdin remake, a okay. six. I've never okay. given anything a three. Wow. It's just like, it's... So what so is what, it about yeah, it? Yeah, so what so, okay. is it? Yeah, we can't go too much into, you know, spoilers. Right. Here's, here's what I'll say. Uh, Rob Thomas, the creator, tweeted, like, months back that, like, this is, the movie was about nostalgia. This isn't about nostalgia. This is like a hard-edged SoCal noir story. It's a detective show. And he's right. It is a very mediocre detective show with a, oh. a plot that's like a mystery that's just kind of not great. Patton Oswalt and J.K. Simmons are in this in this season playing random new characters, and neither of them seem to be doing very much. And it's 100% about nostalgia because they parade through just a long list of people that showed up for a couple of episodes randomly throughout the series yeah. for like half a scene. You're like, oh, wow. oh, it's th I think that's the person who lived down the hall from her in college. Maybe why are they here? Oh, they were just at the grocery store. It's like that kind of thing. <laughs> oh man! I but do you, love yeah, it. I mean, have any fans had, like it just came out today? But has yeah. there been a fan reaction to it yet? I think they're start. I th you, they're starting. I think that some folks are starting to binge it. I was trying to check uh, Twitter before we before we started. There are a lot of people who are like kind of just jumping to the end to see to see that, and then are writing it, writing that out, and that reaction is still very like. Uh, what? Yeah, it's not good. But Chris, but what do you so think? Do, it, do you think if they, I mean, the, the, the ending is not really spoiling anything, but leaves it pretty open for another season. Do you think 
another season, given everything that's gone down in this one, could redeem it. Not necessarily redeem it, but could it? Could we, you well, get the Veronica Mars that you love? Here's the th- yeah. My thought was like, yes, it could go on, and it could it could sort of get back some of the glory that is like this show used to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like a lot of things have to change because one of my biggest issues with the season is Veronica still acts like she did when she was 16. Mm-hmm. She's in her 30s now. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I don't act a lot like I did when I was 16. <laughs> I sucked. And like I don't I don't interact with my parents the same way. I don't interact with the people I'm dating the same way like cuz I'm an adult now. And I don't get a lot of that out of sort of what she's become after giving up her law career and moving back to Neptune and just kind of, she's in stasis. So we had the movie, how many seasons were there? Three. Four, three. There was, so this is the fourth season then, yes. following a movie kind of in the And middle. two books. Yeah. That they oh, just right. released totally that I don't Over 15 years we've had four seasons mm-hmm. in a movie. That's, that's so strange. I mean, this thing debuted on UPN. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the first two seasons yeah, when UPN see, was yeah. a thing. This like, is how that's different how the world ago. was. I used to see ads for Veronica Mars on UPN while watching SmackDown yeah. on UPN. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a time to be alive. And those, that and those first three seasons are still, like, I, I love them. Like I, like, I like the second season far less than I like the third and first. But I do like them all together, and it is a bummer to hear that. So you're yeah. still going to watch it, though? Yeah, because I, yeah. I'm, I'm interested I'm watch to see what, what the fans think. What, yeah. If it's a universal disappointment, if there's a divisive aspect to it. I think it's going to be very divisive. I welcome everyone to go watch the show so I'm not alone in this sadness. Um, and I and like I rewatched seasons one through three after watching the new season. Like maybe I was wrong all along, but like <laughs> man, the old stuff is really really yeah. good. It's great, and there's an uh, a cameo by Bra Man from Martin. So go back and look out for that <laughs> in season one because it's the best. Thing Solid ever. catch. There you go. Also a cameo from Paris Hilton. Everybody, oh, really? Boy. Paris Hilton isn't. She's one of Veronica's classmates in season one. And then in season two, they make a Paris Hilton joke. Dude, that show had so many people who were like stars <laughs> yeah. now. It's absolutely Jessica insane. Jessica Chastain was on Veronica Mars. <laughs> wow. and, but, wow. but, but they couldn't Rudd. get Mac yeah. back. Well, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. that, so, and How does Mac that's, now come back? That's the thing that blows my mind. Veronica is so, so much of that character in the original seasons is defined by her friends. Yeah. Because, like, they're the people who keep her from going too far. Yeah. And, like, Wallace is barely in this. And he's her best friend. He's barely in the new season. He's essentially kind oh, of Oh, that's a such a bummer. And uh, Mac is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Oh, they make no. a mention that she's overseas somewhere doing computer things. <laughs> she didn't uh, want to do it. <laughs> right, let's, let's, let's move on to our next topic. Oh, actually, before we do that, we did have Kristen Bell in here today. And she was delightful. Uh, I know that we just kind of... Don't tell her what I said. Yeah, I, I'm not going to tell her anything you said. She was really sweet. Um, and... Since this is her birthday month and this whole thing was apparently a birthday gift, we wanted to give her something uh, to celebrate her birthday. And we know she likes sloths. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, you can watch and listen, Comic Book Nation, to this, this clip real quick. Hey, Comic Book Nation. Welcome to the studio at San Diego Comic-Con. It's BD here, and I am joined. I'm so excited. Kristen Bell is here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And congratulations on your panel just now. Thank you. Veronica Mars. Everybody's very excited. Uh, happy birthday from Hulu Thank and you. myself, but, but from Hulu because Veronica Mars is available now. I know. I can't believe they did it. How 
does that have? Tell me, walk me through. How does that happen? How does Veronica Mars just eight episodes go live? Well, we because it's done. It's finished. It's supposed to be released in a week. And blame it on Mike Asiello. He asked, "Did you get everything you wanted for your birthday?" The answer was no. One of the things I want for my birthday, because my birth I celebrate all month, is for people to see and enjoy the show that we worked really hard on, and that I just hope they're entertained by and love again. And I just called him out and I said, "Drop it right now if you love me." That and they amazing. did it. Uh, I know you like sloths. Yeah. So we have a sloth now, not a whole sloth. <laughs> but there is something sloth related in that bag for you uh, as a little birthday present from comicbook.com I hope I hope you'll enjoy this oh oh <gasps> I haven't seen these before sloth and I've sucks. seen almost all sloth related items <laughs> well, these are fantastic happy birthday from us at comicbook.com thank you is he a gambler it looks like he's gambling sloth uh, could you imagine how slow he'd pull that lever though oh it took him forever yeah but he got triple he seven All right, moving on to our next topic. Something I was really excited about going into this weekend, one of my most anticipated panels and reveals and trailers of the weekend was The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think with, we've, we've been talking about this in the Comic Book Nation podcast, where we think with Game of Thrones gone, if people are looking to fill that void, The Witcher could be that product that does that for them. The trailer came out. I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little bit underwhelmed by the trailer. I don't really, and I'm gonna, I, don't, I haven't read the books. Mm-hmm. I know the games a bit, but I haven't read the books. I feel like if you know the books, it's easier to be excited about this because you probably know more of what's going on in this show than I do right now. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes. So, so, you, so are you underwhelmed by it because you feel you there's like you've got some FOMO going on that there's no. other people who are excited by it and I just forgot what not. FOMO meant by the way the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't well, know. I didn't so, know for the longest I think, time. Uh, I mean, visually it looks great. Visually yeah, it looks it super very cool, pretty. very fantastical and everything. I don't know what it's about. I but just, uh, other than I, I, I know who I'll Geralt, give you that. I know who Geralt is. I know who Henry Cavill's yeah. playing. I know what he does. But this trailer didn't tell me what we're doing on the show. But I guess my issue with is because I've heard that. Okay. Not, not the trailer reaction. Not that part. The premise of that this is the next Game of Thrones. And I feel like we have such recency bias. It's the same thing we had after the Lord of the Rings movies. Everything that had a sword and a shield was all of a sudden trying to be Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. And that's not the case. Fantasy has been around sure. for so long. So now that Game of Thrones is gone, everyone's looking for replacement. The Witcher is not that. Like from like someone who's read the books and played the games, right? The Witcher is a very different animal than like yeah. Game of Thrones. It's, it's not this high epic fantasy with... It still has a lot of political drama, but... It really comes down to like three central, four central characters, three that are really the basis of it, and then one younger one that kind of comes in in Siri. This is really like those, it's about living in a gray world. Uh, the, actually, the biggest thing I would compare it to is like The Walking Dead as far as like how those episodes play out. It's more about being in this world. Geralt will find something and have to track down a monster because it's linked to a mystery or something and it's it's f- getting to that spot so like so when Batman people in the medieval yeah, time it's very much a detective story and you're okay. following him and his adventures and how he relates to the characters in this very great world so it's like, like Veronica Mars he's imperfect <laughs> like he makes blatantly <laughs> he makes blatantly bad choices for someone who's supposed to have no emotions because they're trained not to have emotions so based on what you just told me paired with the trailer that makes me much more excited yeah. because I finally understand what this is all about but also, Henry Cavill didn't talk like at all. Did he even have any lines in the trailer? Yeah, he had a few lines. Yeah, he had a few. But honestly, that's words. very yeah, words. key okay. for the series because yeah. Geralt doesn't talk a lot. 
Uh, he talks. He, it's From one of those gather, things. He's more like a force of nature in a sense. He's he's quippy, but very. It's very dry humor. Like, and he doesn't say a ton. Like, he'll say a little bit, and he gets his point across. And then, because that's their standing in life. They're witchers. They're mm-hmm. they hunt monsters and they've been trained after this, but they don't have a ton of social skills. Like, that's <laughs> not their bag, right? So. Most of the it's in the interactions between him and other supporting characters like uh, Dandelion, who is like the bard, very high energy bard who they'll put someone like him with Geralt. And that's where you get the sparks. Right. It's the contrast between them. Same with Yennefer and same uh, with Triss. So as him, that's kind of going to be. Yeah. It. Like, I wouldn't go in expecting a ton more. I mean, he's not going to be battling. He's not going to be a battling He looks great. Bird. First of all, yeah. I mean, he looks great. You know, Henry Cavill looks great. But the eyes Daryl, Can we just yeah. shout out that wig, though? The wig? <laughs> yeah. Can we shout out? I mean, can we shout Wait, out? Wait, shout out his hair? Too? Yeah. Listen. The, the, she had a shirtless shot. I was like, dude. How do you stay in that kind and of the, shape? And the like, bathtub scene's in there. There's a thing where he's in the that, bucket. That blows my mind. Because <laughs> like, I've never read the books. I've played some of Witcher 3, yeah. but that's about it. But like, I, but like, it, like I feel like if you've been on the internet, you've seen the image <laughs> that of gift, Daryl right? in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, they they know exactly what they're doing with this. They figured it out, and they're just having fun with it. And also at the very end, you do of the trailer, you do see his eyes darken, which mm-hmm. is when they take toxins and potions to prepare for a monster fight. So mm-hmm. like, that's why that monster comes out. Like, it's but it's all very but premeditated. That's the thing, though. That's the thing is that I feel like that's why it's easy for you to get excited about yeah. this. You have that knowledge, whereas the fan coming in without that knowledge might have a little bit of a harder time. And once they that. see it, they'll yeah. probably love it. And once they finally get it in context, outside of the book. I just think if they go in, though, with the Game of Thrones comparison, they will be oh, disappointed. No, I agree with you. And yeah. actually, before we had the show, before you got, if I got into the studio, I was talking to Jim, and I said, uh, we were talking about how this could be Game of Thrones, but I think this is more of a fantasy show, and Game of Thrones was a political show, mm-hmm. and they're, they're not going to those audiences aren't looking for a new fantasy show. They're yeah. just that's not why people watch Game of Thrones. That's not the only reason, the biggest reason. Anyway, let's move along. Uh, for if you're watching right now, we're going to show you they broke a world record here at Comic Con uh, on Thursday, where all of Dragon Ball Z fans assembled. I think there was over 700 people. They broke a world record, the biggest Kamehameha wave. Our Megan Peters was out there. And if you're listening to the Comic Book Nation podcast, you're going to hear a quick message from some of our friends. Uh, We'll see you in just a second. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. And welcome back to the studio. One more topic here before we wrap up today. Avengers Endgame. The movie's been in theaters for three months now? Almost Seven three years. months? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> 84 years. Eight years uh, later. Uh, and we're still talking about it. Uh, and 
I should. I mean, there's been a bit of news that we're going to talk about from this today. The writers had a panel. The directors had a panel. There have been interviews. It's hitting home video, so everybody's trying to up the sales one more time. But before all that, are you guys endgamed out? Are you guys kind of like fried on talking about endgame yet? Yes. <laughs> Look, I got I got to ask the writers the one question that had been haunting me the entire time about uh, War Machine at the end and how he got from one armor to the other armor. Uh, now I'm okay. I'm done. Did they have an answer? They did have they an answer. They actually did. They said that was the that was the one question that they actually had a, a story for that they could say, and it's, it has something to do. Along the lines of like Ant Man shrunk them down. Ant Man was like woke up in a hall of armor, right? And saw a War Machine suit and took it with him, I guess. Yeah, and then just basically and then gave it. Yeah, he so goes, it's total BS. He right? goes, he goes, he goes. We could have burned time. There's a quick shot. Yeah. you can tell in the background where Ant Man is. Right, but it's like we couldn't burn time with War Machine putting the the armor on, so it just happened. They they couldn't burn time with a lot of things in that movie. That just sort of happened. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, it, we talked with Marcus, Chris from Marcus, Stephen McFeely in here for 20 minutes today, and I've talked to them so many times by now. And, I mean, we can still ask them questions because I am interested in the things they have to say, uh, but it's just, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of Endgame. It's all over the place. But people are still consuming it. Like It's, it's yeah. crazy. The fans are still clicking on these stories. The videos are still getting views when you talk about this movie. So, clearly, the world is not... Endgame now. We might be a little because it is our world. Mm -hmm. It's all we do right now. I just remember, uh, like, I loved Infinity War, and then when I had to go through the commentary track, you know, for for work purposes and having to like stop it, so I I hated myself for it. And I uh, that's every time every time a new like I love every Marvel movie until it hits DVD. And then I, I have to do, I do coverage, and I never want to see it again. <laughs> Except well, for, like, Spider-Man Homecoming. But. We're getting so close to the, yeah. to, I, honestly, I think tomorrow Endgame is behind us, really, because Phase 4, but we'll talk about Phase 4, I want to get predictions from everybody. We just uh, need but, it to beat Avatar, and then, and then we can stop. We can write is that it? story, and then say, it's close enough. we're done. Mm. Uh, but, end scene. Uh, the Russo Brothers did a panel today. They didn't really say much about the movie. They're not doing Secret Wars yet. Thank do you guys God. want them to do I, no. I, I, I'm ready for fresh, fresh yeah. figures. Yeah, let someone that. else come in. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think but we're not even there yet. For like Secret Wars to happen, we, we need another freaking 10 <laughs> another years worth of movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, so it's that. like, what are they going to do? Secret Wars in five years? Like, At Comic-Con no 60, that. we're going to be like, are we Secret Wars out? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very true. Um, well, like, find the next Russo brothers. Yeah. yeah, like, they, yeah. They, were, they were the guys who directed Community right, before they came to the Marvel Universe, and now they're like the biggest names in directing, period. Well, we might meet them tomorrow, whoever those people might be. I hope so. But, but uh, they did reveal. Kevin Smith. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they did reveal a logo uh, for the Magic: The Gathering anime, which I'm personally very excited about. I hope it's really what I want it to be. As they, a Magic, they're producers on that. Yeah, they're producers yeah. on that. It's going to be on Netflix. Yeah. So I mean, a logo is just a logo, but still. Well, the, the interesting it's, aspect of that is, I think they said that there could be potential for live action in yeah. the Magic universe, which I think Ooh, is really, really exciting. That's cool. That to me, like, yes, let them move on from Marvel right. so they can do that. And okay. if, if they're the ones who have to finally get Magic: The Gathering to come to live action life, I don't, like do it. Hurry up. Just give, um, them, give them Akira. The, <laughs> oh yeah, Tyke is doing <laughs> Thor four. Give them Akira. Uh, the writers, uh, Stephen McFeely and uh, Christopher Marcus, said uh, they they wouldn't talk about whether or not there's two Captain Americas on Earth. Which is interesting because they like this. They're just they, the writers and directors are just the ramming their heads at each other. 
<laughs> I don't have know they what's... Have ever actually sat down and talked to each other? But, they have a but, joint uh, commentary track on the Blu-ray, But it's in the movie. Like, it's just... they. If that happens, it has to ha- it has to exist. Two what? caps have Two to caps? exist. Well, no, it depends it what you ask. Universe. No, it depends which of them you ask. One team, and I don't remember which one is saying which, but if you ask the directors, I think they'll tell you it created a new timeline. Whereas the writers will tell you this was the timeline all along, and he is the father of Peggy's kids that uh, we heard referenced in the Winter Soldier. Which I prefer that version of the story. But th- doesn't that but mean that like Steve made out with his niece? Yeah, whatever. Yep. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, how do you sh- wait, are you shrugging that off? I know. Listen, <laughs> but he didn't, didn't know. know. She didn't know. Someone got a little too attached to Game of Thrones. You can't yeah. shrug that off. But, but listen, why not? Why not? He didn't know. He just kissed her. It's fine. But he would have. But like, but like, she definitely should have known. Yeah, she <laughs> should have known. So I mean, he, he, both sides are kind of weird. You know? Yeah. And if there's any Sharon Carter fans watching right now, I'm sure they're torching me in the comment sections. Well, it bums me out because, like, I liked liked what they were doing with Sharon Carter, and then she is gone. Yeah, I really dug that part, too, and then, yeah. Maybe one day we'll see Redemption 4. I mean, maybe she got snapped and she's back. Jesus. Now she's hanging out for a minute. And actually has something to do this Yeah, maybe she'll actually have something to do and not be a a glorified prop. That'd be great. She could get some, some real screen time. Let's give her some agency, guys. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a second. That's offensive. And the last thing, they said they almost had Thanos rip Captain... 2014 Thanos rip off the head of 2012 Captain America and give it to the Avengers in 2023. Would that have been too much? Do they hate Captain America? They hate Based on the ending they give him, which is very not the cap I expect... To also then, like, show him his severed head. Has yeah. there been decapitation in the MCU? I don't think so. I don't think there has yeah, been. Really Here's the thing. That would have been really heavy. I think it would have been that too been much. That would have been, like, Game of Thrones vibe in the MCU, which is not... That just <laughs> like, did not match. Could you just imagine the Chris Evans mold sitting there, like, with his see, eyes but, rolled see, back? See, but now that like you've the, said it, I want to see it. No. no. <laughs> I can, I I can for sure imagine Chris taking that home at the end of the day. Like, if you're putting it up on his show. Release the pre-Russo's cut, please, so I can see his head. So it's just severed, like, not him talking or anything like that. Nothing I hope not. Like he's indestructible. But see, now Captain that we're talking America? about it, you want to hear it. Ish. You want to see it. Uh, I mean, he's got some probably stronger than normal skin, but uh, he could probably die. He gets cuts. He I ages. Would, uh, so <laughs> I, would, I would certainly love it if Thanos went back just to decapitate him and then gets beat. Mm-hmm. Oh, been... And so then, like, they're in the future, like, where is? That's he? just a totally different <laughs> movie, though. Isn't Makes you wonder how many versions of this movie are out there. But I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> a multiverse full. Uh, but, okay, last thing, and then we're going to wrap this show up. Tomorrow is the Marvel Studios panel. We're finally going to get, hopefully, oh, a bunch of Phase 4 news. I want everybody to give me one prediction, lofty prediction. I don't want to hear Eternals. I don't want to hear Shang-Chi. I don't want to hear Black Widow. It might be unrealistic. 10% chance is fine. What is your prediction that the, the Marvel Studios does tomorrow? Um, they're going to announce that after... 15 years of putting Storm in the background. She's going to get her own movie. Finally, she deserves it. We have Black Panther. We're on the road. Let's give Storm a movie. That would be uh, be so cool. Would you guys be okay if Storm was the first mutant in the MCU? Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. I think that's awesome. All right, Chris? Uh, I mean, Fantastic Four. I want Fantastic Four. I want it done right. I, I just, I want it. And 
show someone New Mutants for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure it's terrible, but like, I want to see it, you know? Yeah. So, like, but yeah, Fantastic Four. That's all I want. I'm with you. Jim? It's never going to happen, but they they surprised me with a Moon Knight movie. I knew you were going to say Moon Knight. Never going to happen. They, they, listen, they could bring a surprise. They 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 didn't. We didn't expect Civil War when they did their October 2014 thing. Oh, I don't think they're bringing Moon Knight, but well, I, I, but I also don't think they're bringing. <laughs> no, I don't think they're bringing Moon Knight, but I think there could be a surprise that nobody yeah. is expecting. All right, Matt, yours. Well, if you're going Moon Knight, I'll go Darkhawk. Oh, oh, I, I said ten percent chance. Hey, at least. hey, all right, all right. I like, well, I like the MCU you, you guys live. In. What if they rebooted? <laughs> what if they rebooted Howard the Duck? No, that's <laughs> our show. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. We are getting Howard on Hulu and Howard. Howard the Duck is an Avengers Endgame now. Right? Yep. Wait, what? Howard the Duck was in Avengers Endgame. He was in the battle against Thanos. Yeah, he's one of the. Yeah, so he's yeah. getting his, he's yeah. getting more Cap love. Cap said Avengers Assemble and Howard the Duck showed up. So <laughs> he's an a full fledged Avenger in my book at this point. Howard the Duck, yeah. Avenger. I mean, yeah. I mean, Done. I don't, like he's the wisecrack. Like look, Tony's gone. We need a wisecrack. So now guy. we need his his post Thanos PTSD movie. Yeah. His, uh, Howard the well, Duck. Look, Rocket's, Man Rocket's 3. about to go. Rocket's about to go off into space, and so let us have our, our Earth Duck. Howard the Duck in Summers 2026. Uh. All right. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Leave your predictions for Marvel Studios Phase 4 or your wish list in the comment section. Send it to us on Twitter using hashtag Comic Book Nation. If you have any questions, you guys want to talk more, you want to follow along, I'll be in Hall H tomorrow. You can find me at Brandon Davis BD on Twitter and Instagram. How can we find you guys? Oh, me. Hi. Oh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Keisha Mays. Uh, Chris Hayner on both Twitter and Instagram. Nice and simple. Jim Biscardi. At Matt Aguilar CB on Twitter. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming by. GameSpot TV guy coming out here in the comicbook.com studio. And everybody at home, thank you for watching. Comic Book Nation, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, On these bonus episodes, we will have one more tomorrow after the Marvel Studios panel, which means it'll be a little bit later. But uh, it'll be very exciting, so I hope you'll watch. This is the main event. In the Mm. words of the Grandmaster, it's main event time. (laughs) I'm Brandon Davis, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.